Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Empowering the Light. We are officially in season two, which is super exciting. And today, <laughs> I was so looking forward to recording this episode for you guys today because we have Latoya Crick with us. And hello. I have, yes, hello, welcome, <laughs> welcome, Latoya. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Latoya and I have collaborated a lot together. Um, We've known each other for a few months now, although it feels like so much longer because yes. of COVID and 2020. Um, but I want to introduce you to a bit more about LaToya before we really dive into our conversation today. So LaToya Crick is an astrologer, tarot reader, teacher, coach, and writer who empowers women to live a creative and fulfilling life with the cycles of the moon and stars. She started her own astro journey to understand the meaning of her life and learn how to work with the cycles to manifest her dreams. Through Emerald Astrology, she shares insights about the moon and stars and how to work with the cycles to avoid burnout, increase self-awareness, and bridge the gap between spirituality and practicality. You can find her articles and services at emeraldastrology.com and follow her Instagram at emeraldastrology. I love that intro. I was reading that. Yes, I was reading that right before we hopped on to start recording, and I was like, this is it. This sums up all the beautiful things that LaToya does. And it's so magical that we get to now have this conversation together because we both work with cycles, one being the moon and one being the menstrual cycle. So we were just talking about how, how beautiful this conversation and the intricacies between our work is and how excited we were to dive into it together with all of you. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun because I'm just, these are my favorite topics because I'm like, wow, how, how to live life and flow and not push, push, push to make something happen. Like it just magically happens. <laughs> So this is so much fun. <laughs> I, I feel that way too. It's like all of a sudden when I when I started working with both my menstrual cycle and the moon cycle, because I do the both at the same time, it's so true. Just flow naturally happens. It it's mm -hmm. not even like the beginning, you kind of have you you have to work to to understand what's going on and understand right. your cycles and all of that. But it ends up being once you kind of get over that that hump of okay, how do I actually do this? flow is just your natural state which mm -hmm. is so powerful and it ends up being something that you don't necessarily need to try hard to maintain it just happens once right. you kind of start which I love it just happens yeah mm -hmm. I'd love to get your opinion yeah. on that when it comes to the moon too and like how working with the moon how how that experience might feel for someone who hasn't had that yet yeah so the moon is so is awesome because you can actually see it in the sky um that's how I basically started my relationship with the moon. It was like, okay, I see the physical thing. What is all about, you know, what is the hullabaloo about this moon? Like, and I didn't even know, like, I didn't even look into like the astrology, anything like that. But before I go into that, the reason is how awesome the moon is, is you can actually see it and understand that it has cycles. And um, 
as above, so below, as within, so without, we too have cycles. And so when we're looking at the moon, we can get familiar that we have our full moments and then we have our waning moments and releasing moments. And that that's good, that that's safe, that it's necessary and not to um, judge or um, yeah, say that things should be different because they're not, you know? And so respecting those cycles is so important. And you can just see that with the moon and that can start your relationship. At least that's how mine started. <laughs> yes, I love to think of the moon as it's, it almost like it teaches us how to honor our cycle as it goes through its cycle every month. And, right. and I think that that's such a beautiful, um, that was something that I really connected with. That I was like, oh, I can actually learn how to honor my body just by watching the moon go through her cycle like da- like she right. does it unapologetically like you're saying unapologetically yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i think is so beautiful yes and and it's so funny too because I, I like to work with the archetypes in particular like the goddesses and <clears throat> the ones that i really like as uh, right now is uh kalima <laughs> kalima and uh, and uh, lakshmi and so like lakshmi is more like the mother archetype the one that's abundant loves loves dancing and all that kinds of self-expression and Kali Kali is more about like destruction and getting rid of and clear clearing clearing the slate I'm I'm getting excited about clearing the slate (laughs) and so whenever I was like studying the the moon and stuff that made me realize that oh I can be whole I can be all woman like that that doesn't just mean the good fluffy uh, or the the um oh I'm being behaving or I'm being good or I'm being kind, you know, I'm being the lovely pulling in with, you know, pulling in and attracting the seductive, you know, feminine. There's also the part that's like, no, this is enough. This has to change. This has to be let go of. This has to, you know, that part too. And honoring that cycle of like creation and destruction is such a beautiful thing too. And then I realized that the moon reflects, <laughs> but I don't know. Do you feel like you, you realize that too? Or how, what do you think about that? Yes. Oh, I love that. And I like, once we continue with this conversation, I want to like backtrack us and talk, like like, talk about that goddess embodiment at some point for everyone listening who isn't quite Mm -hmm. sure how to work with goddesses or what that means, or, or if that idea scares them, how to, how to make that a really accessible uh, part. Cause I, I personally worked with um, different goddesses in my own journey and it was Mm -hmm. the most magical experience. I like, can't, I didn't even know what it was when I went into it, but it was so magical, but back to, back to your question. Um, Yes. (laughs) I think that the, the moon is so beautiful because it teaches us the life and death energetic cycles that happen in our life. Um, And that's something that we don't really learn from a young age. Like most of the Mm -hmm. stuff we talk about on this podcast, a lot of this isn't like common knowledge growing up like as children um but I think that it's so important because it does teach us to be compassionate and gentle and allows us to go through our journey and our seasons without without feeling guilt about what we're experiencing or or having those shoulds like you were saying of that Mm -hmm. that should should be a good girl energy all the time and should be right and should be perfect and at the end of the day it's also like what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, is what that, does that even mean? Yeah. In, in our is that in relation to them? Yeah. Right. Like, who's them? Yes. Which is why I loved that you brought that up because I think that that that's something that a, a lot of women struggle with is, is that identity of um of we should be good. Like we shouldn't honor all aspects of ourselves. When mm-hmm. I loved I loved the term you said of being like complete woman. Like complete yeah I'm whole woman yeah whole woman yes I heard that and I was like 
yes, this is, this is the shift and the paradigm that's happening around us that gets to be so powerful. And, Mm -hmm. and I'd love to get your intake even further into what that means to you, what that, that whole woman essence means and and how individuals who are not currently working with the moon or individuals who are working with the moon, how they can really work with it further to access that aspect of themselves, that like fullness and that wholeness. Yeah. So with me, I recently just started tracking my menstrual cycle and realized that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but our luteal phase, so that's our premenstrual phase, is much longer than the creation or follicular phase. Is that right? It changes per person. So yours might be longer. Yeah. So some people have really long follicular phases, which is that pre-ovulation after they bleed before they ovulate. And some people have really long luteal phases. Interesting. I I personally have a very long luteal phase. um, And so do many of the people I work with, but it ends up being really unique to the person. So I love that you noticed that in your cycle. Yeah. Because I was looking at that and I was like, the luteal phase is more associated with the the darker goddess or the letting go, the releasing. And so I was like, because oh, that the darker goddess is usually is what I resonate with. So Oya, Hecate, Kalima, um, the one that's willing to change and let go of things and, and, and embrace the unknown, the scary and to create something new. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, literally my physical body operates on that level, too. <laughs> So, um, oh man, I just lost where we're going. Where I was, what was the point of me saying all that? That was um, so good. That was so good. Keep going. That was great. I loved that. <laughs> so that made me just embrace that and just realize like, okay, oh, now I got this. Um, that I am whole, that I ha- that I can literally be in my body and that be okay for me to express it. I know one thing, like being a barista, um, which I recently had to, to let go of my last week is this coming week, but um, <laughs> being a barista, I'm very much in the public eye. <laughs> and with me being you know, a, a big personality, people see me and they hear me laugh or they hear me like kind of like be frustrated. Like they, I don't hide my feelings. It's just, I can't. It's not possible. I try and it's just, you'll know if I'm having a good day or a bad day. (laughs) And so someone like commented like, wow, you can be a bit sharp sometimes and, or like you could be, you know, happy the next or something like that. And I always like to show up like, I'm whole woman, you know, like I I have all the feelings and I'm going to still, I'm going to be respectful, you know, but I'm, you're going to know when it's like, Hey, like, that's not okay. (laughs) Like be, you know, you know, whatever. And so with me just realizing that like, oh, you know, I had these certain cycles, the luteal phase is much more stronger with me. Um, I'm more associated with the the change goddess, the goddess that's okay with embracing the, the, the unknown and working with the darker parts in creation. Because with that, it's, you know, it's creation it comes from with nothing, there's everything, you know. And so... Yeah, just with me knowing that it, it helped me feel much okay with like, okay, I can be I can express what I'm feeling because it will change, it will go, it will just let in that flow um, with something that really resonates with me. Um, and if someone's like really trying to tap into that, just really like take your take a moment and ask yourself, like, what am I feeling? You know, am I feeling like I'm wanting to create something or do I feel like I need to let go of something so that I can make space? Um, so that's the first part that if you don't know anything about the moon cycles, if you don't know anything about your menstrual cycle, I would start with there is pausing and checking in and um, yeah, asking yourself, what am I feeling right now? Yes, so powerful. I I was sitting here and thinking of how many people are going to be listening to this and completely resonating with 
that whole story you just gave about Mm -hmm. being a barista and having all those feelings. And, and I want to encourage everyone who's listening to, to, to take that beautiful moment of reflection, also allow yourself to own it and be like, yes, Mm -hmm. I can feel everything. Like I can feel that dark goddess energy of letting go and shedding and shadow. And I can feel that like super light maiden, Mm -hmm. like galloping around in the meadow type energy too. And (laughs) it gets to be all you and all magical. And and I I loved that. I love that. I thought that was so powerful. And I myself just lost my train of thought. I was like, there's something so good that I wanted to say. And it just completely slipped out of my head. So where I'd love to go is I'd love to, um, oh, it was about, it was about the feelings. This is, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> right before this podcast, we were talking about how, um, on our podcast, I don't like edit anything out of my podcast. Oh, okay. Like you guys get the, the rawness of things <laughs> unless something like catastrophic happens. But, um, this is a beautiful moment of that, of me <laughs> losing my complete train of thought and coming back around. But, um, <laughs> the the feelings and allowing yourself to really feel i think that that's something that it, it's like the most powerful task mm-hmm. that is so manageable to actually start reconnecting with your cycle whether that's the moon or your menstrual cycle and i think that it's something that that people aren't really told i've had a right. i've had a few people who have asked me questions whether it's on instagram dm and i i would and if depending on what the question was i would respond well what do you feel is right. Mm -hmm. Like, like what, how are you feeling right now? And they responded and said, you know, no one's ever asked me that before. Yes. Oh my God. I thought of doing that before. (laughs) I know. It's so powerful and it's so manageable. So I invite everybody who's listening to this podcast right now to maybe pause the podcast for a second and just check in and see how you're feeling. Literally. How are you feeling? (laughs) I remember my friend when I was going through like a really big phase of my life where things were changing. Like I was getting out of a very abusive relationship and, you know, I I was, we've switched roles, you know, like we both came from a very abusive home. And so we were both trying to heal, but both were still hurt. And so it was coming from a very abusive relationship and trying to break that cycle. I had a good friend who was there that was helping me and stuff, but that she asked that question, how are you feeling? Like, it was just like, I, you know, came and visit her and she came out and said that. And I was like, no one's literally asked me, how am I feeling? And just like start bawling. Like I'm used to just being like holding it all together and get my stuff done, push through, work hard, get your school. Cause I was in school at the time, get your schoolwork done, just really soak up all that emotion and don't even express it. But when she asked me that, I was like, Oh my God, no one's ever asked me how I feel. They always ask me, how am I doing? Or like, what are you doing? Or what work are you doing? You know, it's like, it's never that. So Yes. Ask yourself, how are you feeling? And ask your friends more, how are they feeling? Because we can just feel really isolated, you know? Um, yeah. You just gotta, gotta ask. <laughs> yeah. Especially right now with COVID, I feel like that, that feeling of isolation is even more heightened and, and people are feeling like even deeper with everything that's happening around them. And that, that I love that to ask, ask your friends and ask them how you're feeling. And just that, that, shift in verbiage from asking how you're feeling to asking how you're doing it it already Mm -hmm. has like an energetic shift in it because like doing is a very masculine energy whereas feeling is very feminine and um I loved that you had that distinction just now when you're talking about it of those two like words that the most is only four letters but has such a shift when it comes to how Mm -hmm. we say like when we say it and how it's received and 
Mm-hmm. So there, there's two different directions that just came up in my mind that I'd love to take us in, but I'm going to let you pick because I want okay. it to be the direction that feels really passionate to you. So, okay. so I loved that aspect of healing and healing with the moon and healing through the moon cycles and healing through astrology. Um, mm-hmm. And that whole side of working with the moon, just like you were talking in, in your healing experience and, um, and also the side of working with the goddesses and what that actually means and, and embodying that mm-hmm. and, and how individuals who have never heard of that that idea before how they can um, understand it and start integrating with it. But those are two very mm-hmm. different directions or yeah. they, they kind of intertwine at some point, but <laughs> they I'd, do. I'd love to welcome um, you to go in the direction that feels good for you. Yeah. So right now, sorry, I'm going to right there. <clears throat> so right now um, I would say following the moon cycles, healing with the moon cycles, because they do intermingle. And I guess I will just talk about it as I go. <laughs> so maybe I'll blend them. <laughs> But yeah, so healing with the moon cycles um, is, is it's a journey for sure. Like you definitely starting off with looking at the moon and getting insight on what the each phase means. So there's the new moon, there's the first quarter moon, there's the full, the last quarter, and then the dark and the new moon. So the, all these different phases mean something. Um, so with the new moon, that's more of like the maiden phase. So when you think about the maiden goddesses like Athena, um, or, um, I'm going blank, not Demeter, but Athena, um, Aphrodite. Um, so these maiden goddesses that are all about creation and connecting and, um, being creative and sexual and open to connecting and doing different stuff is the time when, um, we are doing that too. So with the new moon phase, when you're healing with the new moon phase, that gives you an opportunity to uh, say, I want to do something new. I want to, to create something different. I want to connect with a new person. I want to connect with a new part of myself. I want to do a whole new uh, hobby or career or, you know, a new direction in life. Um, so yeah, but you can't get there. I always skip, I don't know why, but I always skip the dark moon before I get to the new moon, but that's the new moon phase. But before that new moon phase, there's that dark moon phase and that dark moon is that dark goddess. So like Kalima, Hecate, Oya, there's these goddesses that you have to embrace in yourself. These are archetypes, okay? These are not actual, I mean, it could be physical form depending on how, how developed your psychic abilities are that you can probably see them through dreams. I know sometimes I've had, um, but you know, that's about beside the point. <laughs> these are archetypes, these are energies that has these um, energetic, you know, signatures. And so the dark goddesses are about, or the dark moon phase is about embracing that part of you that's just fed up with something that just doesn't feel heard about, you know, a situation. It could be about a relationship, it could be your living situation, your career, your job, whatever that's going on. And you're just kind of fed up. You're just tired of it. You're tired of being in this space in your life and you want something different but you have to be able to listen you have to be able to sit with that and really embrace like what is it that I'm fed up with so you're in that dark moon phase and you're having to basically close your eyes and be okay with the dark be okay with your anger that suppressed um feeling if you're really wanting to work more with the goddesses this this book that I have sorry I'm kind of going away but um Okay, well, I just know off the top of my head. Mysteries of the Dark, the Dark Goddesses by Demetria George is a really good book um, to, that covers all the different dark goddesses and their archetypes. So 
from Lilith, you know, I don't know if you heard about Lilith. So the one that didn't want to lay underneath Adam, she wanted to be on top um, to, you know, to, to um, all these ancient goddesses. So Amy mentions Kali, but that's a good book to embrace and to, to read if you wanted to understand the, what it looks like for a woman to feel fed up and not feel heard and then how to overcome that. So there's a book <laughs> that you can read that I really enjoyed. But yeah, so that dark moon phase is basically being fed up and not wanting to deal or conform to the surrounding situation anymore, any longer. And then you go to that new moon phase where you're ready to start something new because you've got that insight and you're like, oh, this is what I'm actually passionate about, ready to do, ready to create, ready to connect with. And then you start that with that new moon in the waxing into the waxing phase you're basically planting the seeds of your intentions and you're just kind of growing you're planning you're executing the idea and then you hit that full moon where it's like a time where the i call it the great reveal because the moon is the most brightest so we get to see what's in front of us in the dark and um <clears throat> and see like this is what I manifested during, you know, the time when I had set the t intention, whatever that intention was. It could be a couple of moon cycles before. It could be that new moon, you know, that you had set that intention and it came, you know, came really fast or manifested really fast. Or, <clears throat> or it, it could be where an opportunity shows up and it's actually not right for you anymore. And then you're just ready to release that or let that go or try something completely different. So that's where people get kind of confused about the full moon. They're like, is it a time when something's manifested and I celebrate it? Or is it a time to release? And it's like, well, it depends, right? <clears throat> it depends on what's going on in your life. So, oh, and the moon, the full moon um, mirrors our ovulation phase too, right? Um, <clears throat> and usually around that time, I'll kind of joke about this, but usually around that time, if you have your partner um, and you're really in tune with your body, <laughs> you would feel more, much more sexual and ready to, to have sex with their partner. And that's the time when they can, you can conceive a child. And so <laughs> depending on like what your intention was in the new moon, you set that you're like, okay, this is my intention. And then that person, oh, that opportunity will show up and you, you ask yourself, well, do I want to have sex with that? Or do I really want to take on that opportunity? Do I really want to, to do, to do that thing? And then you can, you know, take that on and say, yes, that's actually the right thing. Or no, I don't want that type of energy in my life. Then you release. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. That makes total sense. That was actually <clears throat> something that I was curious about myself because I've heard that the two sides of it, of you either release or you manifest. So whenever yeah. I'm talking about it with clients, I always take it from the perspective of feel into what feels right for you. If this feels mm -hmm. like a time for manifesting, or if you like to let go on the full moon, feel into that. But that actually clarified a lot of things that I think probably a lot of people were asking when they saw see these different like philosophies mm -hmm. around the moon is, well, how do I actually choose one? And like, how do I actually yeah. feel into it? And and being able to feel into it, depending on what's going on in your life is such a powerful and like empowering uh, message and choice that right. we get to make when it comes mm -hmm. to how we work with the moon. So I loved that. 
Yeah, because like you're very fertile around that time, you know, you're very attractive, you're the the mother phase, you know, the mother's ready to nurture, you know, something. And so everything's coming to you, like, please nurture me, please let me grow, you know, and it's just kind of like, you get to decide. And so you have to feel into that. Like, is this what I actually ask for? Is this the type of person that I want to be with? Is this the right partnership, business partnership that can grow something that I'm looking forward to, to having in my life? Um, can I hold this opportunity? Is this the career that I looked forward to? Is this a place I wanted to move? You know, like, because the moon, things manifest all the time, you know, but <clears throat> much more closely with that full moon energy. And so that gives you the time to sit with it, reflect. Another thing that just came to me, sorry, if I'm talking fast, just let me know. I'm a fast talker. Oh, no, you're good. Keep <clears throat> going. I am too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, another thing that whenever I was doing, uh, when I was in university and I was doing belly dancing, um, <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> I loved belly- yeah, I loved the belly dance. So that was something that my That's teacher a- was like, oh, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I need Ooh. to get back into it. It's been a big heart, you know, like, and if I can just perform again, it'll be so much fun. But, um, and then my teacher used to always say, one, you need to breathe more because I don't breathe. I just kind of, you know, <laughs> and two, goddesses don't rush. She also always said that. And I was like, what? <clears throat> goddesses do not rush in creating anything and doing anything. And so with you in the full moon phase, being in the goddess that you are, you can sit with that opportunity and feel into it. You can give yourself that space of reflecting. So if an opportunity does show up, give yourself that three days, the day before, the day of, the full moon, the day after, to really decide if that's the right opportunity for you. From there, you can say yes or no. Yes, I want to grow this. No, I want to release that. So giving that space, does that make sense? That makes totally sense. That, that was that was really powerful in itself and actually reminded me of something that I was really thinking about this week a lot, which is this idea of uh, chasing life and how, mm-hmm. how everyone's like trying to get ahead and trying to get to the next place. And it's almost like chasing after yourself and, and your yeah. dreams instead of flowing with them and giving yourself mm-hmm. space to, to create and feel into them. And so I loved that. I loved that saying that goddesses don't rush. Goddesses and don't rush. It's so true. We, we have, we have a lifetime to create everything we want to create. Mm-hmm. Like we, we have time to sit into really what our truth is and, and what we want to manifest or what we want to let go. And, and just having that reminder that you don't need to rush and that you Mm -hmm. can take your time, especially around the full moon when energy is super heightened. I think that that's a very grounding, um, very grounding perspective that, that allows for that grounding energy within that like mm-hmm. heightened full moon, vibrant manifesting time. Yeah. Cause it's a time to get things, you know, everyone's getting carried away. And so you can easily be like, Oh gosh, I gotta do too. And they're like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> other people might, you know, and the moon also symbolizes common people, or other people that's around you um, that you deal with every day. So they might be feeling it, you know, they might be feeling crazy and saying whatever, but you being the goddess that you are can decide if you want to join that crazy or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. You get to decide. You get to choose. And um, this is actually, so my experience with the full moon, I always have a really tough time around the full moon's energy. Mm. It's just like, it's very chaotic for me. So if I'm ovulate, I like go back and forth between ovulating yeah. on the full moon and ovulating on the new moon. So when I ovulate on the full moon, I have to be really careful not to have a nervous breakdown because I'll yeah. like the the energy of both my my like menstrual cycle and the energy of the moon cycle. 
I've had so many times that they've come together. And if I wasn't careful to prepare myself for it, I just had like a full breakdown day where I was like crying the whole day, couldn't handle the energy. And it helps knowing that that happens. Like now I can prepare for it and be like, okay, ovulating on the full moon. Let's Mm -hmm. give myself more self-care and more space and maybe not schedule a lot. But, um, but it's interesting, like feeling into that energy. Cause I think until people start actually paying attention to the moon and the moon phases, they, they don't mm-hmm. recognize those yeah. patterns. And then once you start paying attention to them, like, oh my gosh, like 10 hundred worlds just open up because yes. all of a sudden everything makes sense with everything with how sense. you feel. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's so it's weird so... that that happens. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's like, you can, and if people ask, you know, they're like, do you really believe in that? And I'm like, yeah, do you study it? And they're like, no. Well, then how would you know? (laughs) It's like, like, this is real. It happens, you knowing it or not, you know? So what side do you want to be on? Do you want to be oblivious to it and just feel whatever? Or do you want to actually get to know those cycles and then be like, huh, I can um, do better with my life using the natural cycles that are here, you know, take advantage of it. I feel weird about saying that word, but you know, do the most that I can with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be able to work with it. I think that, yeah, that that's that's always my perspective too. It's like these cycles are affecting you no matter what. Like they're they're yeah. gonna continue affecting your mood, your feelings, like your emotions, your energy, and all of that. And and it gets to be that choice of do you actually want to like work with them and create that flow and create mm-hmm. that ease and that deep understanding. I think for me, when I started working with both the moon and my menstrual cycle, I just, I all of a sudden had a deep understanding of myself. Like I no longer felt yeah. confused by myself. Like, yes, I, I get confused about environmental things around me, but yeah. it's no longer battling with like, why am I feeling like, why is this mm-hmm. happening to me? Why am I feeling this way? I all mm-hmm. of a sudden understood myself and that brought a lot of self-love and compassion and, and also saved a lot of time. Cause now I'm no longer yeah. sitting in front of the mirror being like, what in the world is happening to me? And now I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, oh, I know. Like now I can actually take care of myself and, right. um, and, and leverage it. And like you said, there, I can't think of the right word either of, of take advantage, but, but it, <laughs> it, in a way, like maybe, yeah, I can't think yeah, of it's a, a really different weird word. word. There, there's some word <laughs> in between yourself. that. <laughs> yeah. Ride the wave. Ride the wave, <laughs> ride the wave of flow. It really is. It's beautiful once you jump onto that wave. And once you mm-hmm. all of a sudden realize that there's so much influencing you that you get to feel empowered and like yes. actually have some aspect of autonomy over, which gets to be really cool. It's so cool. And it's like you, you get to, yeah, I like that. Right. Oops. Sorry. Ride the wave and knowing that that wave is going to die out and then another wave will come and you can ride that one. And actually, actually, cause I didn't finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> Leads into like the, the waning um, phase. So that's the, the part where we're learning to release, letting go. And that, you know, goes back to the, to the dark goddess, the, the goddess that comes in and say, okay, what are you ready to release? Um, did you want to release that opportunity that showed up? Um, or did you want to um, leverage that opportunity that showed and then, but have to let go of other things that don't support that. So like mothers, when they're nesting, like getting ready to nest, you know, they, they get the baby's room set up. And, but at the same time, you have to like clean the space. You got to make sure it's, you know, depart so that whatever, whenever the baby shows up, it's, it's clean, it's stable, it's comforting and the baby feels safe, you know, and you feel safe in that. So it's kind of the same thing with like working with an opportunity, like a job that you get or a relationship, you have to 
create space for that to, to live in your life. <laughs> Does that make sense? My words are kind of weird, but yeah, you have to be able to create that space. And so with this waning moon phase, it's okay to let go of things that don't support your new uh, opportunity or the thing that you want that you manifested um, and then going into the dark phase and really releasing that and then or just embracing what you're frustrated about could be connected to everything but or a totally new thing that just shows up but uh, then it goes back into that new moon cycle but yeah so that's like the cycle with the dark goddess and then the the, the, uh, the mother goddess and then uh, no maiden goddess mother goddess and then the, the grown. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. that analogy of a mother nesting. Like mm -hmm. I have, like, all my cousins are just had babies. Oh <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah. I got yeah. The baby left. <laughs> yeah. And my sister's pregnant right now too. So, so I've been Aww. watching this nesting phase with a lot of people and, and that analogy just like was really beautiful when it comes to letting go and pre like preparing mm. that space in your life and preparing yeah. that space within you for that, for that new baby creation. That's like yeah. about to come into the world. And I think that letting go and I'd like to get into this topic of letting go because I think that it can be really intimidating when we first start in our journeys of yeah. working cyclically because we have these phases both in the moon and our menstrual cycle that that promote our shadows and let us let mm -hmm. go of our shadows and and we're kind of faced with things that we need to work through and and if we're not um used to doing that it, it can often feel very like scary or intimidating and mm -hmm. I want to encourage everyone who's listening that if this isn't if you're not used to letting go of things this process it gets easier the more you do it and, right. and from personal experience every cycle one of the reasons I love living cyclically is every luteal phase for me every inner fall there's always something new for me to let go and it, it's fun yeah. to ride that wave and be like okay what new <laughs> shadow work is going to pop up for me this right. month that I have to work through and it, it ends up being like you don't need to try it just pops up naturally pops up. yeah <laughs> and it's it, like hang out at the beach and I'm a surfer <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It just like pops up and it's like, okay, I'm ready to be seen. And, and this was, I was actually talking to um, a client of mine the other day about this. She was like, yeah, these things are just like popping up and coming up for me. And I was like, it gets to be that easy. Once you're on the wave, it, it gets to just come up when it needs to be healed. And if, if you're ready to acknowledge it and heal it, then it gets to be that beautiful process that isn't always mm -hmm. easy, but is always rewarding. Um, but I love that there's that phase in the moon and there's that phase in our menstrual cycle that really uh, like promote that, that dark goddess, that shadow work, that, that letting mm -hmm. go. And so I wanted to get your take on letting go. And for individuals who haven't uh, really stepped on this journey of knowing how to do that yet and might feel intimidating by that idea of, okay, I actually look at, need to look at some of my shadows. Like I actually need to let go of things when I want to cling or hold on to them. If you have any advice mm -hmm. for getting past that first, maybe intimidating phase of, of yeah. go. So I think, <clears throat> so with the shadow, that shadow uh, shows itself when you are afraid, when you're angry, when you're frustrated about something. And, and it sounds weird because I'm also like the Scorpio moon. So working with shadow is a, a thing with me. <laughs> but um, for me to, to finally just let it go is I have to be sick and tired of it. Like <laughs> it has to get to that point where I am sick and tired of the same thing coming up over and over again. What is it? <laughs> You're going to have to have that kind of like conviction. Like, what is it? What do you want? 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, and that basically when you're like, what is it? What do you want? You're shining the light on that shadow. And the shadow is really, you know, you thought it was like a dragon or something. It's really like this like stuffed animal. Like, hey, I was actually just scared and upset when this happened to me. And I just needed your attention because I don't like it when that person talks to me that way. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you not, like, does you're talking to that shadow? Well, why do you not like talking, you know, someone talking to you that way? It makes me feel like when I was two, when my mom did this and that made me feel unsafe. And I, and I, and she didn't comfort me, you know, just something would come up. And so I think like with the shadow is being curious enough, first listening to that frustration and then getting curious, like I'm sick and tired of this. What do you want? What is this? <laughs> and then, then with that, you know, it will show itself a little bit more and then you're like, Oh, it's something. And then you'd be more lovingly towards it. I think that helps too. <laughs> and it shows itself even more. So it just kind of like, okay, this is a part of me that I need to retrieve something happened to me and if I shine a light on that I ask myself what's going on I do this with journaling too because sometimes when you're talking out loud you can kind of lose the, the thought but if you journal that that helps shine light on whenever you're frustrated about you're angry about you feel stuck about um that will shine that light so yeah does that answer the question yeah that was perfect i i think that that's such a a powerful way to go about shadow work and i loved that analogy of it feels like a dragon and then you shine the light and it's just this like little wounded stuffed animal that <laughs> needs some love and yeah it's like hey i just <laughs> I, just I, just, I just wanted you to see me <laughs> like oh it. <laughs> a, a physical manifestation of this happened in my life recently and and i think one of the beautiful things about living cyclically whether it's with the moon or your cycle is it's never a destination it's it's kind no. of we're on this journey of always like a, a shining light on our shadows of always growing and and there's no like while yes we like different people have different experience and working with it and working with others and helping them like we get to still be on this journey ourselves which I think is yes. so powerful and so the other day my partner and I got into an argument because it was I was in my premenstrual phase so all my shadows mm -hmm. were coming up like all my frustrations and we were cooking and we we both don't remember how we got into this argument but it was about who cooks in the house it, it was like oh, one of those wow. little tiny arguments that don't have like a big like don't have a huge motive behind them and and at the end, I kept going in circles because that's what I do when there's something that I can't see within my own shadows. I go in circles over and over again because I know there's something there and I can't figure it out. And and my partner and I now work together on this because he he also knows mm. where I am in my cycle. So so he was sitting there nice. and he was like, <laughs> yeah, and and he was like, so he told me this afterward. He was like, so I see your patterns now that you go in circles when there's something underneath bothering you oh, so wow. he's now I know it's it's really interesting like doing this with others too like whether that's a friend or yeah. a family member or a partner and and he was like so now I need to step back when you start doing that to try to figure out what it is that's underlying this circle yeah. that you're doing and and as soon as he said that I was like you know what I think it's that I just wasn't feeling appreciated for how mm. I was cooking and he was like I see I see that now too of that underlying thing and and we ended up 
this conversation that started, we don't even know how that blew up way out of proportion because I was in my premenstrual phase. Right. Um, we ended so up you're like calling. I know. I know. Like, I, oh. I was like, I was like, I'm really mad at you right now. And I like, don't know why I just like feel this and this and this. And, and we ended up together working through it and understanding that that shadow that needed that light was just mm-hmm. this like wounded aspect that was like, I just didn't feel appreciated for the yeah. effort oh. I was putting in. And I, I loved when you were telling that story of the, mm-hmm. the, the dragon versus like this little stuffed animal and the, the, yeah, the love. yeah and once we figured out that that was like the the pee under your bed you know like the princess and the yeah. pee story there's that little tiny pee that like aggravates the whole princess and <laughs> but as soon as we realized that we were like oh like we know we I'm like, we were both like, I'm sorry. I appreciate what you do. Like, I was like, I'm sorry. I appreciate you that you do dishes all the time. And he was like, and yeah. I appreciate that, oh. you, that you cook. And, and I love had, that. I was like I, appreciation bombs. <laughs> like, oh, it was so great. It was so beautiful. And I wanted to tell that story because it, it's a beautiful example of how the shadow that, that can feel really big and kind of intimidating mm-hmm. and make you really angry can just be this little thing that, that needs extra love. And it, the, uh, the conversation ended up ending beautifully. Like we were both like, we just need to like start cooking with more intention together and, and appreciating yeah. the other person, like both sides. And, and mm-hmm. like, I needed to appreciate like what I saw him doing more and he needed to appreciate what mm-hmm. I was doing more. And it ended up being like this really healing experience for us that came out of like this was like maybe like a 10 minute conversation like at the end yeah. of us cooking dinner and that's um, beautiful yeah but but it's an example of working through like a, even a small aspect of shadow work and how mm-hmm. when we get curious enough to be like like you were saying when you get curious to be like what's actually underlying in this like what's actually mm-hmm. bothering me what's that thing that needs love like you can instead of us sitting like me being like mad for a few days not knowing why we got right. curious and we were able to solve it in 10 minutes and like in feel so much minutes. love and appreciation and mm-hmm. it it really is a, a beautiful curiosity process that once it gets easier than the just ignoring it process right. that, yes that we're and taught man. to do <laughs> and I t- I was so good at ignoring <laughs> oh I thought at least <laughs> Until it was like a big volcano, but you do, you know, that's whenever you're like, ah, I respect my relationships too much to get there, or I respect myself too much to get there. And how do you respect yourself is by getting curious, by asking yourself, like, hey, I have, I have needs, I have something that's going on. What is that? You know, that's so beautiful because it can get scary whenever you just wait and just hold it, (laughs) hold it in. It's like. I don't know. This is like really inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know, go for it. It's like whenever you're in public, you know, and you're like, oh, I gotta really hold in this fart, or it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> and then it gets worse by the end of the day, and it's like, wow, I could have just released it that moment, and now it's trapped for more hours. So it's like it makes me think of that. I don't know, <laughs> but was- like you don't want to hold that in, you know. <laughs> That was the best analogy I've ever heard for that. I want to thank you for saying that. <laughs> I was sitting here just like cracking up being like, yes, this is the analogy we needed. And I think that working with our cycles almost teaches us how to ride those waves of shadow work because when mm-hmm. you ride your wave of a cycle every month, like you get used to this process and then that almost transitions into every other area of your life. So like riding the wave of an argument or riding the wave yes. of shadow work, like you learn how to, how to pause and get curious and feel instead of holding on to like one idea or one very linear yeah. path, you, you learn how to work in a cycle and it mm-hmm. really 
really mm-hmm. benefits every area of your life. It benefits your relationships. It benefits mm-hmm. your relationship with yourself. And um, I think that I was the same way. I used to hold in like all of my things until Everything. it blew up in a panic attack. And and it it had to get to the point, like you were saying, where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like this isn't healthy yeah. for me. Like I need to learn how to work through this stuff when it comes up. And yeah. it's liberating. I gotta tell you, it's super free. <laughs> yes just just from that example of that that small 10 minute argument like it is liberating to know that you understand how to work through your shadow work and um whether that's with another person or with yourself like a lot of shadow Mm -hmm. work I do has to be like with myself because it has to do with myself but right but it is a very liberating process to get to the end of it and be like you know what I just overcame that shadow I just shined the light on it and I gave it love and and now it doesn't get triggered as often it doesn't get yeah not as often so that that's a good that's good that you said that it doesn't get triggered as often because I know that you know for me whenever I was like oh I thought I worked through that. I thought I fixed that. Why does that still bother me? That whenever you get that kind of feeling, just have have grace, you know, just do the same process again. Like, okay, what else? Because it's more just coming up, more wants to be seen. So whenever you address that problem that one time, it may not be it, you know, that might be the tip of the iceberg, but at least you were able to have your partner involved with that or your friend. And then they get to see, oh, that's what that looks like. Maybe I need to do that more for myself. And then that ripple effect will happen. So yeah, don't get frustrated when it's like, ah, it's still somewhat there, but uh, definitely keep bringing it up every time. Well, yeah, bring it up as often (laughs) as we can. Oh, Mm -hmm. I I loved both of that, that that you being able to see that and be gracious with yourself gives others permission to do the same. And I I just, I love that perspective because Mm -hmm. I think that it's so powerful when it comes to looking at how you, how you treat yourself, that, that it doesn't just impact you. It does give others permission to treat themselves with love and their shadow work with love. And um, the other side of it was, I, I completely agree. Like I've had so many things in my life that like perfectionism was something that I let go. It was a shadow that I let go a year ago, but it still comes up. It, it comes up like every week. It like comes up yeah. all the time. But the the way I see it for myself is a year ago, I made that promise to myself that every time it does come up, that I'll continue to work through it, that I'll right. continue to do the shadow work, to dig deeper, to let it go and to continue to release it. And and it, it gets to a point that it it shows up less often. And, and mm-hmm. you, like, it will get to a point at some point where it won't get triggered like, every day like right. it used to like it'll probably get triggered a few months or a few years in between and right now I'm kind of mm-hmm. at a few weeks in between which is powerful but I like to see it as kind of a promise that you make to yourself that you just make yeah. that promise that you're going to continue letting it go whenever it comes up and working through it and being gracious with yourself instead of beating yourself up over it right yes and it's so important to do that because you don't want to be you know forever wounded in that area you know you have so much more to to take care of to see to nurture to grow and every time you heal someone else is healed and yeah that's just like going back to like the moon and and understanding our menstrual cycle is like it gives us that insight of like wow this comes in cycles like i can i can work with these cycles and and not be hard on myself whenever I have to address it again, because it's not, it's not linear, you know, you know, it's like, okay, one time done, you know, <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> let's, let's go a deeper level. <laughs> yes. um, so I was curious, because, you know, you maybe you have a probably uh, entrepreneurs on this podcast, listen to this podcast as well. What do you do when, um, when you're doing your work, and you feel that shadow side, you know, come up, like, yeah, perfectionism, like, how do you address it? Because you can't just be like, everyone, you did that, you know, and I need the space. 
or something, you know, like you can't do that. So what do you, do you do any like visualizations, any meditations, chakra work? What do you do? Like, I'm curious. Oh, I love that question. I think this is so important. So for me, like working cyclically, like just like, just like you were saying, like our shadow work comes up in those cycles. Um, I know where it comes up in my cycle now. So I'm very careful that week in my business to not schedule a lot of things. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, I, I eliminate myself needing to be in a situation that I don't want to be in um, during working with shadow work. So in my premenstrual phase, I try not to like book a ton of calls a day. Like I, I make sure that I give myself self-care time in the evening, self-care time between work. Actually, a good example of that would be today because I am in my premenstrual phase. So I had a, a call this morning and then I had a few hours where I just chilled on the couch because yes. I, I it was just like what my body needed. And then I got to hop on this podcast interview with you. And and mm-hmm. if this was happening in my inner summer, I'd be doing back-to-back calls. Like I, I would be oh, in, yeah. in a place that I was supported to do that. But because mm-hmm. I'm in my inner fall right now, I really do line up my schedule to support me to be able to work through that shadow work and not... Um, not have to push myself into situations that I'm not going to thrive in. So right. as much as possible, like there are mm-hmm. times that I am going to have that. And there's times that I just can't avoid that in my schedule. And that's totally fine. And I've learned how to work mm-hmm. through that. But I think that holding that space for myself allows me to work through whatever shadows come up on my own time without it then affecting my business. And it actually makes my business stronger because then I, I talk about it on my Instagram right after it happens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's great. Up. Yeah, so oh, it, that's really good. I think it ends up coming down to what's worked really well for me. And this is going to be very different for each person and each entrepreneur as they understand their cycle and work with their cycle. But what ends up working really well for me is just having, holding pockets of self-care time to do breath work, to meditate, Mm -hmm. to, to wind down like easily at night, to, to give myself grace when shadow work does come up, to put work aside and then to address the shadow work instead of letting it project onto my work and right. And build up. (laughs) Yeah. And build up. I think that's been really powerful. It's just allowing myself to be like, you know what? I had a really long to-do list today, but I need to address this that's coming up and I I don't want it to affect my to-do list. And I don't want this to build up in the background and just giving grace to myself and being like, there is, there is time. Like you said, goddesses don't Mm -hmm. need to rush and that I can do this tomorrow and take this time for myself today to work through the shadow work. And it's actually going to make me stronger tomorrow as I work through my business. Um, So I think that's been the best way that I, as an entrepreneur have worked with my shadow work is just letting myself, um, hold space for myself and uh and almost separate it from from when I'm in that moment of work if that Mm -hmm. makes sense (laughs) yeah it makes sense it sounds like you you definitely plan out your 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 month and it it helps with that kind of that fight back and whatnot and because I know like that because I've been doing it myself and seeing like being in this transition from my day job and then and also working on my emerald astrology it's um it's been interesting to, to watch because I know like when I'm in that luteal phase, I am or the premenstrual phase, I um, am very tired and very irritated and and just don't want to do everything. And so when I know during that time, I should be like less, let's do less work. And, and if I do, um, if I need to do more work, then I'm kind of like move things around and kind of like just have grace. But I think that's really important. It's really hard though, if you're, um, or how would you do it if you have a day job and you don't have that much control over your schedule? What would you do with that? Because I had someone ask me and I was like, I would plan, I would still try to plan and see if, you know, the boss would work with you with that. But what would you do in that situation if you don't have control over your time? 
Yes. Oh, I love this question. I think that this ends up uh, applying to so many people who, who are in this situation and who aren't controlling their schedules. And, and what I often recommend that people do is I recommend that they take that control over the aspect of their schedule that they have, whether that's socializing or self-care time after work and, and continue to do work as they need, continue to do their schedule in alignment with what their boss has them do, but know that when they get home, they can then choose how they, how they take care of themselves in that, in that phase of shadow work. So if something got triggered at work, knowing that you have control to open up your whole evening just for you to do what you need to do to work through it, to heal it, um, instead of like going out to dinner or instead of doing something on your own time that might, uh, trigger it even more, like you get to control those hours that you're at home during, during your shadow work phases of your cycle mm-hmm. and giving yourself grace to, and th- this is a really, I, I love this topic too, because this is something yeah. that comes up a lot in like empowered you and, and with my mm-hmm. clients is that, um, they now are getting really good at saying, I just need me time and I can't do this Yay. today. And, and yeah, and like changing, changing the aspects of their schedule that they can, whether that's going and hanging out with family, being like, you know what, I just can't hang out with you today, but I can hang out with you tomorrow. Like, yeah. and, and making that shift and honoring themselves in that way has also given uh, like family members opportunities to honor themselves and, and know that right. it's okay to say like, I, I need this evening to myself to work through this trigger that's coming up or to rest. And, and that's really what mm-hmm. I recommend for individuals who aren't controlling their, their work schedules. They can still control how they then spend their time when they come home, whether that's yeah. in a healing or socializing or, or watching TV or doing like a yoga class and meditation or, mm-hmm. or whatever it feels nourishing for you at that time, um, giving yourself grace to say, I need this and that's okay. Right. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I need this and that's okay. I love that so much. Um, yeah, cause it's, it's so it's hard, you know, whenever you're, you're having to deal with different people at your job and then you get triggered and they don't know why. And you're just like, ah, it's kind of hard to talk about it. Or I should, I even talk to about it with you or, you know, and so having to come home and take care of it. It's so important to give yourself that space because no one else can do that for you because they don't know how you need to be able to put the light on the sh- in that shadow and say like, Hey, that's what that is. And they're like, Oh, Hey, I have something similar to that. You know, and that, then that's when the, the conversation can be had, but you can't do that if you don't know what it is. So yeah, putting yeah. that time is needed. Yeah. yeah like that. Very yeah. much was, so. Oh, sorry. Keep there, going. There was something, but I can't remember what I was going to say. You had said something and I, I lost it. Hopefully it'll come back. It'll come back. It, yeah. I, I have that happen all the time where I'm like, oh, there's something so juicy in there. Like that I really wanted to get into. And then I'm like, oh, it just, it'll this come back not- if it's meant to. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So I think that's a really beautiful way. Like working both with the moon cycles and your menstrual cycle yeah. is um, to be able to work through shadow work as gracefully as possible. And also knowing like at the end of the day, things happen life happens, Mm -hmm. shit happens. Like things are not always going to go as you planned and as you scheduled, but, um, giving yourself grace, at least when you start working with your cycle, you really learn how to, how to give yourself grace and Mm -hmm. self-love and cut yourself some slack and not have to put all the pressure on yourself to be perfect because our beauty is that we're not perfect. Is that we're We're not perfect. It's not linear and we can schedule it next week. I'll give it to the maiden part of me. (laughs) Oh, I love that aspect of working with your cycle and cyclical living is it's just like, it's like you, you end up like the, the parts that you can control, you end up not needing to do things in the phases that just don't suit you. It's like, right. 
you don't need to There's fight like against freedom. your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's like inner freedom there. Yes. It's it's wild. I, I'm I'm so happy that I because it's so weird because I was studying like the moon, but then when I met you, I was like, oh yes, that's the menstrual cycle. My body does something, you know. <laughs> and so like just bridging the two was just like so interesting. It's like, okay. And and I know like if some women don't have their periods, you can start with the moon itself and feel into when you have that week where you're not that energetic. And then that could be like your your luteal phase but that that's something that you can like if like I don't have a period or I don't you know I don't know when's my cycle just look at the moon and then kind of get familiar with that that pace and then you might find that Um, I recommend that to individuals who are on hormonal birth control too because they they tend to find their cycles with the moon especially if um if they're not bleeding with their hormonal birth control I I think that the moon is so powerful when it comes to reconnecting to our menstrual cycle which is why I loved Mm -hmm. when I loved that we first connected because I was like oh well all of this goes so well together like no matter what your body's doing you always have a cycle like you always have a cycle going through you yes Mm -hmm. (gasps) okay I would love to get into your story of how you found <laughs> astrology and the moon. And I was like thinking about this as we, as we were going and watching the time. And I was like, oh, we need to get oh. into this at some point. Cause this can be like yeah. so good. <laughs> I'd love to learn like, what was your story of finding like the moon and yeah. astrology when it comes to the moon and all of that. It's been a journey for sure. Um, all the way, it's been almost 10 years since I've found, well, astrology found me. Um, when I was in university, I was looking for, well, I was looking for anything. I was like pretty much just kind of exploring and getting familiar with the place. And when I was in the, my dorm, I don't think I'm going to say this word, but when I was in the dorm, uh, someone came up to me and was like, hey, do you know Vedic astrology? And I was like, what, what is that? And so, and then I was like, no, but I'm curious because I'm free. I can do whatever I want. I don't have my, you know, family members saying, oh no, you're being a witch or, you know, like saying like, that's taboo. That's bad. You shouldn't do that. That's the devil. You know? I come from a Christian family. So, um, but so I was like, okay, I can explore. I can learn. I can do all these different things that always interest me. Um, I was always interested in astrology, but I just didn't have that freedom. But now at university I can. And so when I was studying astrology, I realized that, wow, this gives me so much more, um, a sense of self or gives helps me find a sense of self because I, I always felt like I was just floating around just doing what everybody else wanted me to do or just what they were doing and didn't really I mean there was things that I was passionate about and I did play with them but I didn't feel like I was connected to myself I didn't know who I was and then when I started studying astrology, it really started to pick up on, help me pick up on like my energy signatures or like who I am, my characteristics, who, you know, what am I about and, and help me understand myself a lot more. And also others, because I felt like people were just so strange and different and I just couldn't really connect. Like I, I always felt like, man, you have these gifts. Like I always see people with their gifts and I'm like, you have this gift. Why aren't you doing it? You know? <laughs> It's like, that's what I felt, you know, like you, you can do this. You can, you're sound innovative, do the thing. And, you know, and they're like, I can't, I don't know how, I don't know what, you know? So I felt like astrology helped me open up, like realize what my gifts are and then be able to help people see what their gifts are. And, and not just the, why aren't you doing the thing? It's more of like, Hey, I can help you do the thing because this is who you are. And does this resonate? If this resonates, this is who you are, you know? Um, so pretty much, but so as I was like studying astrology, I had a lot of pushback too with it because I was dealing a lot with the shadow 
with my family, you know, saying like, it's bad, it's taboo. And I was also getting my degree in sustainable living with an emphasis in soil ecology, applied soil ecology. And so I was like, I got to focus on that. And so I was studying that, but I kept pushing back astrology because I was like, I, I, sh I shouldn't really pursue that because like, it's just a thing I'm studying, but I really do enjoy. And I picked up really quickly. Like it was just super weird. Like I'm like, the only things I felt like I picked up really fast is like biology <laughs> and astrology. <laughs> I don't know why. But um, so I was able to, to pick that up and decided, okay, I'm going to go do this internship in Haiti. And so I went out to Haiti and I did my soil work there, helped them with soil analysis and building compost so they can build their soil so they can have uh, good crops. And so as I was doing that, still studying astrology, even though by that time I was like, hey, I need to stop. I need to focus on soil. Stop it. You know, like really I was like pushing back, but I just kept coming back up. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to study it. <laughs> if, I'm, if I can't get rid of it, I'm going to study it and finish, you know, or at least, you know, keep going. And from there, you know, I just started studying it more, getting to know um, like the, the difference between like Vedic and um, Western. And I think at, at that time I started to make that switch over to Western astrology because before then I was doing like trying to practice, you know, Vedic and get to know that, but it stopped resonating for some reason. And so I just went into Western astrology. I have a quick question. And what then, is Vedic astrology? Yeah. So that's basically um, the cerebral astrology it's like so I'm still like trying to like learn how to explain that but it's basically a different branch of astrology is more traditional compared to western because they basically go um, off of the zodiac will was based off of the alignment of the stars that are behind it like the backdrop of the stars and for western we are more focused on um the sun once it hits the equator that's when Aries start and that's not the same with Eastern astrology or Vedic astrology. Ter totally butchering. Should definitely know how to say it more. more no, clearly, that made but... total sense. I got that. That, that makes sense for <laughs> yeah. me. So it's like, yeah. So like the Eastern astrology or Vedic astrology, it's much more based off of the stars that are the backdrop of that, the constellations in the backdrop. And as for Vedic, uh, Western astrology, which is kind of every time the sun shifts and gets hits the equator, that's where Aries begins. So uh, the, the zodiac is going to be like 20 some degrees apart. So where Aries starts for us, it's still Pisces for them. Um, so it's a bit different, but it, it's all, to me, it's all true, but uh, I resonate, I'm much more intuitive. So I just went with astrology, uh, Western astrology. And it's just like, this just feels right. I'm going to do with that. Others, probably that are listening that are known for you know, Eastern astrology, probably like, no, you know, she, she has to explain it more. And I'm so sorry, guys, love you. You could probably explain it better. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just started to, to study that more and um, started noticing the moon too, because while I was out in Haiti, um, the moon shined its light on my head as I slept and the city lights weren't, you know, stopping that from happening. Um, so I was starting to notice the moon a lot more and also getting a lot more um, psychic experiences too, which I have a theory, um, but I'm not sure I have to like test it, you know, <laughs> but, and so I was like getting a lot more insights and, and visuals and, and realizations that, wow, this moon is really powerful, but I didn't really start looking into it much more. I just knew that um, being a Scorpio moon, it's my emotions gives me power or I have a lot of power with my emotions and so I knew that and I was like okay 
what does the moon have to do anything with me? What does that even mean? I don't even know like how my emotions have power. <laughs> and so then I just let that be, but I was kind of curious, you know, it kind of made me curious whenever, whenever the moon was shining its light on me. And then as I was continuing to travel and I went back home and then I went up to Minnesota, the moon was shining its light on me again. And so during the span of, you know, a year, I had a lot of isolation time to study and think and, um, put together my knowledge with astrology and the moon was there, you know, the backdrop. And so I finally, when I was in Minnesota, I was like, I'm going to look into moon magic. That word popped up. I don't even know what that is, but I, I feel like I'm a moon, a moon witch. And so I was like, Googled that and looked into that. And I was like, oh, that's actually a thing. But who's talking about it with astrology, you know, like who's actually going into the transits itself and how that is um, affecting us and, you know, in our everyday life. And so from there, I just started talking more about it with like, okay, moon and Aries, what does that mean? And moon and Taurus, what does that mean? What do you do when it's in those signs? How do people react to you when it's in those signs? Since the moon is the known for the representing common people or the people your everyday people and so that just got me really curious and learning okay it has cycles oh it does have cycles do I have cycles I must have cycles and so it was like from there I just kept going <laughs> and it just evolved into me diving more deeper into yeah the moon and astrology and <laughs> figuring out what that all means and it's been good. It's been helping me uh, heal a lot and be patient with myself and, and much more curious about, you know, the world around me. So <laughs> that was long story. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no, keep going, keep going. Yeah, that was pretty much it. But I was just like, that was a long story. <laughs> oh, I love it. I actually didn't know. I didn't know your story of finding astrology. So when you were telling oh. it, I was like, Yes, I, I, was, yeah. I was soaking it all up. And it's such a beautiful and powerful story and, and such divine guidance and, and timing mm -hmm. with everything. Which yeah, it was very intuitive. And, and now that I'm like hitting this point in my life, it's like, okay, let's get much, much more deeper into it. And I think it had a lot to do with like Saturn's like aspecting my Venus right now. And, and what, and that means like, I'm just owning up to my authority more, having to make a decision and the things that I value and really um, doing the best to perfect my knowledge and being able to, yeah, just share that information. So it's been, it's, it's been a very, I, I feel like my whole life I've been studying a shot <laughs> or like getting up to this point, right? <laughs> I completely resonate with that. I feel like that was like the feeling I have with my story too, is that whenever people ask me like to tell my story, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Cause I feel That's like my awesome. whole life is just preparing me for, yeah. for that thing that feels like home when you start learning about it. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. it just came so naturally. I, I feel like that. That's how I feel with like womb wisdom. So I, I heard you say that. And I was like, yes, I feel that too. But um, I, I wanted to say you were the first person I had ever met who combined like the moon with astrology. And I remember finding your page on Instagram and getting so excited. <laughs> I, I remember being so, so freaking excited looking at your page and being like, this is everything I love. Aww, <laughs> like, this is everything yeah. I need. And um and I've learned so much about astrology from you. Like I, I personally don't have a background in anything astrological. Like I don't know anything when it comes to astrology. So whenever mm -hmm. I'm in moon circles with you, I'm just sitting there like mesmerized being like, this is so magical. This is so amazing. <laughs> and, um, and I just think it's such that, that combination is so powerful and so needed and 
I I'm just like in love in love with what you do (laughs) I love astrology thank you for yeah holding space our moon circles are so much fun um if if you guys don't know what they are it's basically a space where Lilia and I hold a sacred space for women that are interested in learning more about the actual new moon and what it means so every time a new moon happens it happens in a certain sign and that highlights a certain aspect of your life. And uh, we just go into that. We organically have our conversations and dig into what's going on in your life. And if you need insight, we help you with that and setting, help you set your intention that you, you that's planted in you and basically being able to speak it out loud and write it down. Um, and then after we do the whole astrology part of our moon circle, we, uh, Lilia then guide us into a meditation and breath work that helps us ground out that energy. Cause sometimes speaking astrology, it could just stay in the head. So how do you really embody it? You know, <laughs> I'm still learning how to do that. <laughs> and so Lilia, she's, she's awesome at doing that and helping us embody our, our astrology basically, and, and go out into the world and, to start our journey with this moon. So yeah, if you're interested in that, that's something that we do. Yeah, they're <laughs> so much fun. I feel like our moon circles are so much fun. Like mm-hmm. they're such an amazing hour to like come talk to a bunch of people and learn more about yourself yeah. and learn about the moon. And I love them so much. Come join us. They are amazing. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> yes. Latoya, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story and sharing your wisdom. You're so wise on this topic. And I feel like I'm always learning from you with the moon. So I love talking to you about this topic. And um, is there anything that you would like to share with our audience before we close out our uh, our podcast interview today? Is there anything you'd like to leave them with? Um Um, aside from we'll go into like how they can find you and all that but is there any Mm -hmm. kind of message that you'd like to leave them with today get curious about your own cycles be curious enough to ask yourself how am I feeling and don't judge your answer just let it be and work with it so that's what I want to leave that with (laughs) I love that that was so powerful. I heard, I was just listening to you say that and I felt like it it hit such a beautiful Mm -hmm. chord within me listening to that. So I invite everybody who, who listened to this podcast today to, to go be curious, to go explore, to take all the information that resonated with you today in this podcast and um, let yourself play with it and explore it. And I always love, um, I always love our podcast interviews because everybody's going to take a different thing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, but really, really, get curious about it and, and see how it can beautifully uh, be embodied within your life. And so if people are listening to this and they're like, okay, we need to learn more about astrology. We need to work with Latoya. We need to learn more about the moon. We need, we are so in for all of this, or we just want to get a little bit more curious about it. How can they best find you and reach out to you? Is there anything that you're offering right now that you'd like to tell us about and all of the, all of the goodness of of your business and of you? Yeah. So you can find me at Emerald Astrology on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I link the two. So if you want to really talk and chat, Instagram is a good place. I also have my website, emeraldastrology.com that you can check out. I have all kinds of uh, blog posts that you can read so you can get familiar with your sign, the houses, and the moon itself and new moon, full moon. Um, I'm working on um, my moon sign through houses series. That's something that I'll be able to get really back into. That seems like something that's missing for the community. So 
I'm, I'm going to be definitely working on that so you can get familiar with that. And a service that I do, I have email readings, but I'm also really focused on my consultations right now. If you're ready to take that leap of faith like I did um, and letting go and not sure if it, if it feels right or if it's right for you, but you're getting all the signs, I would love to help you and assist you on doing that and how to do that and what's what's aligning for you stars wise and any blockages that you have work through it with you uh, through tarot and, um, and guide you along the way. So yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing and I'm available and you can reach me on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much Latoya for being here today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you to all of our listeners for sharing space with us today and, and soaking up all of this amazing wisdom and embodying it in your own unique way. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up, and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration, too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week. So you don't miss any of the magic. I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gestin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagestin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.